Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This is an episode that is giving you a teaser to the upcoming interview with Associate Professor Architect Chia Kok Ming of the National University of Singapore. And this um, interview that I had with um, Professor Chia is a very deep um, questioning, um, really something that I'm interested to know. Um, because in the light of the QS or uh, Times education ranking system that's happening all over the world globally and how it um, pressure the architecture schools and also the qualification and the accreditation process of schools of architecture. I'm interested between juggling all this, how National University of Singapore can always compete at the highest level, top 10 architecture schools in the world, for example. They, you know, NUS have, have come up to such rankings before never mind Asian schools because they're always the top or the first or the second or always the top that I heard of. So, and what is it? What exactly is the National University of Singapore formula for getting to be the top architecture school? And, well, for one thing, we know that NUS has to compete with other universities globally we're talking about the American architecture schools that is constantly up there, MIT and so on. Um, then we're talking about the British architecture schools, Cambridge, uh, Bartlett and so on. So then obviously there's a lot of others around the world when you see NUS competing with globally um, and Malaysian architecture schools um, not able to compete or have not yet begun to compete with internationally, then we ask all these questions. What is the aim the overriding aim of the architecture school in NUS and all these other architecture schools in Singapore as well would want to compete with NUS. So the game that is being played is different in Singapore than in Malaysia, I would assume. But however, the importance of technical capabilities of the students are still being emphasized. And have a look at the curriculum and have a look at what they do in at the NUS. They have design review shows um, to the public every annually around June or mid-year. And I have been to such shows and I find the work to be like what uh, 
Professor Chia said in the interview, um, there are two ways about learning. How the students learn is actually the basis for everything that the students actually explore or ask the questions are not just imitating and not just looking at a common problem, but a problem that need to be dealt with in a complex manner. So it's not about technical um, solutions per se, but of course that's important as part of um, the students showing that they have some competence and skill in that respect, but but they have to have other quote unquote life skills as an architect. And the way that Professor Chia explains explained it to me in the interview. Um, the students are challenged rigorously in a lot of the what if scenarios um, that are rooted in real problems because of the context of Singapore and the lack of certain resources in Singapore. For example, food security and how they would go about uh, and having agencies being involved or collaborated in their studio projects. Um, I don't know, the, the agency that is uh, interested in food security. So the uh, lecturer who, or the academic who has certain attributes or expertise and expertise, studio design attributes and expertise in different other areas would um, give the student the uh, facilitation to collaborate with the agencies and to um, guide it in a way to actually ask those questions needed in order for them to come up with a much more original solution rather than um, a typical problem. So, so this is the stuff of uh, if you're talking about the fourth and the fifth year master's education level that um, is interdisciplinary. And that's what Professor Chia mentioned in his interview. I, 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 would, um, I would advise, I would recommend the listeners out there to listen from the beginning to the end. I would recommend academics, especially from Malaysia and those interested in QS ranking and understanding why NUS is ahead of us. You know, I forgot what are the rankings of the Malaysian universities, but I think in architecture is, is it 30 or 50, you know, and, and above, you know. So there are other universities to compete with, obviously, but I'd always, as an academic myself, at University of Malaya, where I used to work, um interested because of having some projects and, and visits to 
and you asked, I wanted to know further um, that curriculum and how they could compete internationally at that level. And this led me to a lot of other questions like, are we too rigid or, because there was one time in the interview, um, Professor Chia mentioned about how influenced we are by the Lembaga Architect Malaysia uh, manual, uh, manual of Accreditation or the, in a way, LAM, Lembaga Architect Malaysia, the Malaysian Board of Architects, would lead the way in how Malaysian schools of architecture should be run. So, undeniably, the competencies, the technical competencies, are important. And uh, this is something that people may not really like me to say, but it's so obvious, isn't it? That while uh, Singaporean graduates or the NUS graduates can compete globally, Malaysian student, uh, graduates cannot compete globally, but serve the Singaporean architecture industry because of the technical abilities where the NUS counterpart would have enough skills to diverse or have alternate alternative careers. Yeah, I'm putting it out there that I'm seeing it myself. I mean, many of my uh, University of Malaya graduates, they go to Singapore, they go to um, they did well. I mean, they went to Singapore, they learned a lot, and then they come back to Malaysia and they they open up their own company. You know, that's the usual journey that they have. They won't actually um, compete internationally. There is, a, there is like, that is all the limitation of Malaysian architect in, in, in particular University of Malaya graduates. So some of them went to Singapore, uh, China, some of them diverse and go to some other Asian countries. And there are some that went to the United Kingdom, obviously to uh, Europe. But we, what is it that we're not doing in Malaysia that, that, uh, we're not doing to help ourselves to give some choices for our graduates to explore. They find themselves. Some of them, they went to Europe and they try to find themselves asking questions. But really, it is that skill, that life skill that's needed for an alternative career. It's not the BIM specialists or the going into technical competencies because I've, I've been talking to some uh, individuals, um, they're kind of like wanting to strike it on their own because of uh, limitations in personal development in architecture companies, and they want to strike it on their own, create their own companies. They start with freelancing and so on. But there are some skills that were not there earlier, which which would make them. Be, have that edge in being com, competitive. I don't know what are the metrics or the statistics with the National University of Singapore graduates. 
how many go to the Amer to United States, how many work in the Europe, how many work in Asian countries and Singapore, and at what level they and how quickly they rise up to the company. You know, I don't have those statistics. I'm sure you can find those statistics and compare them with Malaysian architects, architectural graduates, for example. If some people think that I'm not being fair and that why should we? We are, you know, asking the question, why should we um, cater to an international, international, um, what do you call it, audience or at that level? But I mean, at a certain age, everybody was the same. They entered National University of Singapore and other people entered um, Malaysian schools. But at the end of the day, the Malaysian graduate doesn't have that particular skill that the rigorousness that the National University of Singapore has. And that is telling in the QS ranking anyway. This is the only reason why I would, I would uh, uh, use the rankings, actually, the quality of the graduates. Anyway, so please do listen to this uh, interview that I have with Associate Professor Architect Chia Kok Meng, who has won the Teaching Excellence Award, and his bio will be linked to this podcast um, caption, and uh, it'll be uh, uh, published very soon. Um, so do do watch out for it, do check it out, and do listen from the beginning to the end because I think it's important for us to understand, especially Malaysian academics. Thank you very much.